I want them out of here. I do not like them. But look at that check. We're going to cash it. We're all going to take our piece. And then they'll be gone. And this is the check. Yes. It's huge. We could live off it forever. You, you haven't touched this, have you, Shay? No. Well, yeah. I've been hauling it all over town. Yeah. And I'm Carl. Nice to meet you. It's emitting radiation. Yeah, but, like, you know, the good kind, right? Like how they find tumors and give Spider-Man his powers and stuff? Episode 278. The moon with the Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: catching crooks just like flies. And that's when my uncle, he sat me down, I was like 16, and he told me, Frank, with partial power comes partial responsibility. And I thought, you know what? Mm-hmm. That's right. Partial With partial power comes partial responsibility. That explains all the DWIs then, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm not really responsible, but, you know, I'm a No, you know, I mean, sometimes you get a... That does know. explain a lot of the, yeah. Yeah. the shortcuts yeah. that you've yeah. taken. And yeah, the, you just, you know... I mean, I'm not fully responsible, right? That explains why you live across the street from bar. That's <laughs> what I've heard. A bar. From we have a, a special bar. guest Just on one? the phone. Hello, special guest. Hello. This is Joe Jans. Soda on the forum. How you doing, buddy? Uh, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, Joe, Joe Jans, you live, uh, what part of the world do you live in? Uh, Davenport, Iowa. Isn't right that the Quad the Cities? Midwest. Yes. Yes, it is. Score! Just uh, just a mere hour and a half south of uh, Dyersville, home of uh, Field of Dreams. Wow. Oh, really? Wow. wow. That's Joe, special. did you know that if you build it, they will come? Yeah. Uh, and if yes. you partially build I've, it, some of them will come? Some of them show all up. Of them. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you don't want to go all out. That's what they're putting on our license plates next year. <laughs> if you partially build it, <laughs> some, some people will, will show. We have much larger license plates than the rest of the country, though. Like Europe? Yeah. Like or a much, really big... And a much smaller font. Right. One of the two. Yes, yeah. Uh, most people right. don't know the reason we asked Joe to be on was uh, we're going to do our uh, fantasy baseball episode this week. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, uh, <laughs> hey, Joe. So let's get to it. Yeah. Welcome to episode okay. Welcome to episode 278, Joe. Thank you. Wow. That was met with so little reaction it <laughs> didn't even count as derision. Why are you on the I'm program amazed. tonight? Uh, I am on the program because I was foolish enough to go see uh, the not-so-very-amazing Spider-Man. Oh! <sighs> wow, well, someone has some opinions. We're going to talk about... It's a hot opinion. Is the professor wearing a dress? Professor, uh, come over here. She may come be wearing here, professor. a sarong it, Professor, you know, come, come here. here. It's probably here. a sarong-like thing to Woo-hoo! cover up a, uh, come a here, professor. suit. Who's no, in a I, bathing suit? I um, I, 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 I did a I did a bad you know trick. I did a bad trick of my wife. Apparently, I, I wasn't in the impression all day that uh, she was going to um, take 
the youngins and go to a friend's country club and go swimming. <laughs> and and they will have grape upon. Hopefully they'll have it with something. What do you call that goose that stuff? That stuff is not that good by itself. Pate. Where is she? Who? The professor. Oh, she's hiding. She's trying to be... Professor! Yeah. yeah. She's professor! Wearing, she's wearing a bathing suit with that... That's my Gilligan. Skirt thing. Yeah, that's my Gil. Yeah. Professor! It's called a sarong. Sarong. Right. Um, Your wife's so pretty right. hot, man. So she's getting ready to go do that so thing. Wrong, so right. <laughs> the, uh, the unfortunate thing is that uh, mid-afternoon I talked to her and uh, she didn't realize that she was going to take uh, Sage uh, swimming. She thought that, um, that Zoe was going to go with the friends who have the uh, the pass to the country club to go swimming and that uh, she's going to stay home. <laughs> Hold on. Um, I'm sorry. You're uh, she put, okay, she put it. She's in here now, but Yay. she put a T-shirt on. She is inspired. So she has on her sarong skirt thing. Yes. And she had on a bikini top. Was it a bikini? Hey. Our bathing suit Hey, top. if it's, it's sarong, she doesn't yeah. want to be right. That's, right. Right. That's what I'm saying. But she, oh, she did good. a cover-up. Joe, really I wish you were here to give us high fives, man. We just passed high fives around. <laughs> I picture you guys doing the poses like at the end of Fat uh, uh, Albert when yeah. the gang gets ah. the joke. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking more like the end of the Venture Brothers. Oh, hey, Joe. Yeah. Hey, oh, wait, before yeah. you go. Hey, Joe, just a little off-the-line thing. Can you send me a picture of your logo or something that's identifiable of you so I can put it in the show? Um, picture because I have to do that tonight. Okay, just okay, e- just email I'll, it to Frank at half hour away. Send us your high school senior picture. Yeah. Usually the kind of thing we Actually, do. Uh, I I will I will send you a picture from college. Okay, yeah, send that to me, and then uh, if you could send it to me within the next couple minutes because mm-hmm. I'm going to work on that during the show. All right, we're going to talk okay. about Spider Man, but Eventually. I want to preface our talk. We were supposed to talk. Uh, we were supposed to record last Friday night. And by the way, for those of you listening. I apologize for the one-day delay in the publication of this Ooh. episode. So, yeah, well, we are we are twenty-four hours behind. I think it's uh, I, it's ironic that um, probably the worst episode we've ever done has been the one episode to stay up for eight days. So, yeah, that's uh, true. You know, I'd like true. to apologize to people. Uh, Which one was that? Um, let's just pretend that was a practical joke. The trivia episode. Oh my gosh, oh, I love that episode. Listen, was by the way, Joe, we'll get to you in a second, but you're familiar with this format, so just. <laughs> You know, you, you know what you expected. You you know what you got yourself into when you said, "Can I be on the?" Or when I said, "Can you be on the show, Joe?" And you said, "Yes." Yeah. Uh, Johnny M says mm-hmm. that his the last episode we did, he mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. He laughed all the way through, mainly the trivia episode. Yes, mainly because of Bill's well timed answers <laughs> to all the questions. <laughs> he says your delivery was spot on, and he LOL'd all the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to be that said makes me for feel those a better. Uh, for those off the cuff of when someone's trying to give you the right answer, but right. someone off camera yells, you know, like you guys notice. Yeah. What's the capital of Texas? Yeah, macaroni and cheese. Is yeah. that outfit supposed to go together? Someone, someone yells. Sage. Oh yeah. Okay. Sage has a Captain yeah. America T-shirt yeah. on. Well, it's a Captain. It's a swim shirt. I didn't notice the Captain America label oh, on yes. the American flag. Oh, he it has is wrapped around his lower half. No, that's called a swimsuit. Got it. Yes. Okay. And no, that is a uh, it is a, a very patriotic uh, two piece, and it did uh, comes a set. Joe, are you still there? I'm still here. Oh. I'm trying to multitask and send uh, Frank his picture. Okay, great. We were supposed to record Friday night, but life got in the way, and I sent a a probably a premature warning. Okay. Uh, about hey, a 
probably not going to be able to record tonight. Yes. And then Frank went ahead and made plans. Good and for then, you. Uh, I was like? already halfway <laughs> to Bill's uh, before I found out Frank had plans. Actually, more than halfway. Because, oh, my my not being able to record thing changed as quickly as it came about. And long story short, we ended up coming over to Bill's anyway and had a rather enjoyable evening not, yeah. not recording. Yeah. It was nice to be able to sit here and not have to be brilliant. It, it was um, too bad because the entire time we're sitting around that table, I'm thinking this is great content. Um, really? Because I thought it was, it was just nice to kick back. We actually yeah, watched a little was. bit of uh, Speed Racer. I mean, that was really nice. This, mm-hmm. We we couldn't find a remote, so we couldn't get to certain Did sections of the movie we wanted to. Did you so ever we had find to the watch DVD the remote? whole movie. We, double, double yes. Um, I did eventually find the remote. It was in Zoe's room. But uh, the <laughs> next day, um, we, uh, we had a gift card to Best Buy because I'd returned something uh, a few weeks ago. And um, uh, so... We use that on a bunch of knickknacks, including a sweet Sony Universal remote control that has a learning function on so it. So now you have a backup. Well, it's probably, yeah, I think the uh, the original remotes are probably the backup now because this right, one. Right, right. This one of the things that makes me nuts about uh, Verizon Fios, our, our, our satellite service, our, our cable TV service, whatever you want to call it, fiber optic, um, is that they still, um, three years after I got our first uh, Blu-ray player, they still don't have codes for your universal Fios remote to operate a stinking Blu-ray player because it's such brand new technology that no one could ever understand how to control something like that. Hey, Professor, I think, I, think I didn't mean does. to embarrass you. Well, maybe yours okay. does, but mine doesn't. Okay. Um, I don't know which uh, I don't know which remote you've got. The same black remote we've got. That's enough. Yeah. I mean, enough th- remote talk. Yeah, that night I called. I was All sick I of it. No, know, we're still done. Wait, hold on. Know was take found it. I called Verizon and I said, "What's the stinking code?" And he goes, "Well, I don't have a Joe, code." Joe, you want me to call, call you Sony. back when remote talk's done? <laughs> no, no, this is fine. Hey, now way, does Frank, your hey, remote whoa, light hey, up? I got. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere with it. Joe can chill. Okay. Speaking of Sony, I understand. <laughs> what? Okay, let's try this the again. deal with in three, two. Speaking of Sony, I understand they put out a movie a week or so ago. Oh, that's nice. Oh, Anybody? Oh, a little bit of love that's for that. Good. I mean, that was a long a way to get there, Bill. Come on, that's a come on. I know. Well, that's I didn't have it planned until like the last two point three seconds. So okay, uh, so we were supposed to record, and it got jacked up, but we ended up having a nice night. So, but earlier oh, in the day, you know, you know whose plans I I had with who. Um, Amy the girl. Yeah. Okay. She had. Uh, she wanted to blow off some steam. She's had kind of a, a very hectic time at work. Okay. And uh, when they said the show, you know, we weren't recording, she was just like, "Yeah," because she just kind of wanted to kick back. Okay. Well, you two have the same job. Did you not have yeah. a hectic week? Uh, or we, you had, st- we had different projects. She Are you? Got, she okay. got thrown a project that was that she was. It's just a little more than 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 one person. Should okay, be you're you're but still in the afterglow she, of Germany, though. Yeah, she's. I got a yeah. All right, so I got a text at twelve forty eight p.m. on Friday from Frank. Now I beg your pardon. It was uh, twelve forty six. Thank you. He says, "I hope you're not hyper negative tonight when we record. That can be a real beating." Yes. My response was, I'm not going to sugarcoat my feelings about the pop culture item that means the most to me in the whole world. If I'm too negative for you, Bill will be positive to balance it out. Uh, He says, now, 
I'm talking about the negative Brad that won't let you get a word in and becomes hostile. That Brad is, all caps, no fun. I love that Brad. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to deal with that Brad when he does that. I said, he won't show up tonight, I promise. I didn't hate the movie. I'm just very disappointed in it. I actually have some positive things to say about it. Frank says, that's the Brad I like. Be strong in your opinions, and let's have fun. See you tonight. So... Um, I want to know, I've been trying really hard to keep that Brad away. Yeah, that Brad. Has and, he, you know, and you know that Brad. Yeah, but yeah. I've been trying really hard to keep that Brad okay. away from the podcast, and yeah. I'm wondering if he had shown up recently or... Oh, maybe a handful of times, but not, but not like to where it would... I feel it drags everything kind of down or just gets a little frustrating. Okay. But, uh, you know, I wanted to, I went out. Brad was when we were talking about fight club. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And if we talk about fight club, he'll come back. So let's not talk about fight club. And, and it's, and it's not, you know, be strong in your opinions. That's, that's definitely important. But when, when, when Brad gets, you know, I know Spider-Man's important to you, but when you get like, Oh, shut up. No, you're stupid for, you know, Doing that or thinking that or seeing that. Yeah, I don't he, think you know, that. I don't think that Brad's been. Yeah, that's. that's I don't the think Brad he's reared that, his ugly head lately. Yeah, yeah I think the oxycontin is uh, <laughs> done away with a lot of that Brad. So that's 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 the Brad. That's just because it makes it makes having a conversation difficult. Okay. Can I do that then? Uh, since, you're the guest, well, since, since you're the guest, since you're the guest, yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to give our reverse flash ratings, starting with Bill. Just re- no explanations. Reverse flash ratings, please, Bill. Four point five. Okay. Frank? Two and three quarters. Mine is a generous two point five. And Joe? Uh one and three quarters. Okay. Now it's awfully specific. I was not interested in seeing the movie and I had July fourth plans that fell through. So okay. I found myself alone on July fourth evening and said, eh. I'll go see Spider-Man. What the heck? So, now, uh, how do you guys, how do you guys want to want to handle this? Well, let's again, start, let's, let me let me okay, let me say this: Spider-Man, like I mentioned in that text earlier, is the single most important pop culture item to me ever. If I was given, if I had to make the decision of no more Star Wars or no more Spider-Man, it would be an very easy decision. Okay. That's how much Spider-Man means to me. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more Spider-Man than there is Star Wars. That's not true. Unless you're counting the books. There's tons of and the comics. comics and books and toys <clears throat> and games and there's plenty. Okay. So that that's how important Spider-Man is to me. We all have something like that. Okay. So now having said that, how do you guys want to approach this discussion well, i mean let's just start start uh overall with the beginning of the plot and just um well no let's talk about the actors because i think that is important let's start with uh, uh the foremost andrew garfield and his perfa- portrayal of peter parker slash spider-man okay joe you first uh he's he's too good looking he's too pretty uh i had a big problem with him from the beginning and uh you know he 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 was made up to look like the kid from Twilight. You know, I really think they're trying to tap the Twilight market on this, which, you know, I can't blame them, but um, 
I, being a, a purist, I don't agree with the choice. Okay, uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to stop what, you. I'm, I want to okay. get back to it, but I also, I think I meant to do this also. I expressed how important Spider-Man is to me. I want to know at what level Spider-Man is to you guys. I think Joe and I are pretty much on the same level from a previous conversation we've had. Yeah. Uh, I, I named my son Parker after Peter Parker. So okay. it is very important. Wow. Frank? Um, yeah. He is just one of the pantheon of Marvel heroes. I do like him. I, I, you know, He's if, not your favorite Marvel hero. If, if he were to unfortunately disappear off the face of the earth, I don't think I would be heartbroken. Okay. Bill? Um, I, I get his importance to uh to marvel and the marvel universe and um i uh i wish the best for him but uh i occasionally bought his comics when i was a kid but um but yeah kind of like frank um i'm kind of in the middle i i get it uh it's kind of like david bowie i get it but it's not my favorite right and uh um he's cool when he's written well um he's pretty amazing but he has never been he's never been such a draw to my soul that i had to go out and collect him and be there for him and stuff i, I enjoy him when he's around the fantastic four and the avengers okay. and you so know. we got two and two yep. there so joe you thought you were at a twilight movie yeah yeah it, it really seemed more about uh peter parker and gwen stacy than it did about spider-man joe didn't gwen stacy look like she was pulled right off the comic book page though uh yeah no i Okay, we had just talked about Peter Parker. We hadn't talked about Gwen Stacy yet, but I oh, actually no. think she was a really good Gwen Stacy. Okay. Uh, as far as you know, character type and everything else, I thought Gwen Stacy was was okay. Okay, so each of us in turn will talk about both lead actors. Bill, I I, I thought that um, when we first started seeing the trailers for the movie, I thought Abomination possibly unnecessary, absolutely. Um, the first trailer or two, I think I even said on the podcast, um, if they spend 90 minutes with a POV shot of him swinging around with his web shooters, I could do that movie, but I don't understand why they're making this movie at all. It, it seemed unnecessary. And, um, uh, I knew nothing about Andrew Garfield. Um, I know Emma Stone basically from Zombieland and I know she's done other things, but you know, I, I haven't seen the help or whatever else she's been in. Um, but, uh, uh, I didn't realize she was in Zombieland. Yeah. 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 She's the she's the femme fatale in Zombieland. Huh. Um she's the older sister. Um, I know she's done other movies and yeah. stuff, but I didn't realize she's the one that, that Jess yeah. she's the one that Jesse Eisenberg is all sweet on. Yeah. Um and uh I think that was her big break. Um by I would him. say so. Yeah. So uh um Andrew Garfield knowing nothing about this guy, I think that's part of what uh what made it uh, better for me was that I went in with basically no expectations. I expected, I expected nothing. I hoped to enjoy the movie. Um, I had no opinion whatsoever on the lead actors. I went in with a fresh slate. I, you know, Joe Webb, the director, I turned to Frank as the, uh, as directed by Joe Webb. I turned to Frank and I go, really, <laughs> really? Yeah. I couldn't help but wonder if, <laughs> if they chose him just because of his last name. I think that, the the actors uh, actually Mark Webb, Mark Webb. Thank you, um, Andrew Garfield nailed it. Um, Emma Stone was amazing. Uh, I, I just I give a lot of that credit. Uh, you know, they're decent actors. Um, they're certainly better than average. They're better than the actors in Twilight. I think we can all agree on that. 
But um, I give a lot of the credit to uh, Mark Webb, kind of in the same way that um, that I thought that Thor was not a perfect movie, but Kenneth Branagh's direction um, coaxed uh, more interesting acting performances out of uh, the principals than there otherwise could have been. I give a lot of credit to uh, Webb for getting these acting performances out of the cast. Um, since we're speaking specifically of the top two, then the top two. Um, I was just, I really enjoyed watching these actors do their thing. Um, I really enjoyed the way he had their, uh, their character arcs uh, built. And I guess we can get in the nuts and bolts of how the movie plays out and, and why I liked it so much later. But, uh, but yeah, I, I thought the, uh, the, the two leads were just were stellar. They're much better than I thought they'd be. And I really enjoyed them. Frank. I, um, yeah, I feel the same way. I thought the performances were really good. Um, this is definitely a different type of, this isn't, uh, the Spider-Man from the previous movie, um, uh, the, that Randy yeah. directed and, uh, and stuff. This is a different movie, more modern, you know, uh, they are going for kind of that. I, I will give you that, Joe. It's more of a twilight type audience. They're going for a different audience on this. And the director, Mark Webb, probably the biggest movie he did before this was a movie called 500, 500 days, days of summer, days of summer mm-hmm. which was a, a, a romance it's movie. Just about the only movie he done before this. And he, um, you know, and that's a story about people's relationships and how they how they they deal with love and 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 commitments that they make to each other or don't make to each other. And you know, I think the big line from that movie is this is this movie is not a love story, but it's a story about love. That's for Five Hundred Days of Summer. That's like one of the lines from that movie. And. And so I think they picked them just based on that because they wanted to create a relationship between Parker and Emma. You know, obviously they're going to have to they're they're going to have to deal with that that part where uh, Green Goblin ends up killing her and how Parker uh Peter Parker Spider-Man deals with that. And and I don't know if they're going to, you know, that's going to be really emotional. I think they need to to create that emotion early about how they feel each other feel with each other. Um overall summer movie, thought it was great. I enjoyed it. Had fun. Characters, I thought great. A um, little bit of intrigue towards the end. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm willing to see it again. I won't go to a midnight showing to see it again. Okay. But, but when it does come out next, whenever summers, yeah, I'll be there. I thought Gwen Stacy, like I said earlier, was lifted directly off the comic book page as far as her look. Um, the knee high boots were perfect. The blonde hair was awesome. The way she dressed was great. I think. And not to step on your bed, yeah. but um, I love the way they made her look attractive, but they didn't tramp her up. Sure, and and and, and they in did the not comic, do that. In the comic, she was cute as heck, but not trampy. Right. I mean, and, it literally was she was a John Romita senior comic book drawing come to life. Yeah, which she, was she awesome. was just that beautiful girl. Anyway, continue. now Joe said he was too good looking. I personally don't think Andrew Garfield is a very good looking guy at all. I mean, I'm masculine enough or uh, I'm confident enough in my masculinity uh, to say, I don't think he's a good looking guy at all. Uh, so I think he was um, not too good looking to be Peter Parker. He wasn't goofy enough to be Peter Parker. I preferred to Toby Maguire's Peter Parker. Um, he, a lot of my comments have to do with the story aspect 
So I think with the right story, Andrew Garfield could have been a better Peter Parker than he was. See, I, I thought um, I thought that uh, that Tobey Maguire was borderline pathetic. I mean, truly that, borderline pathetic, and, and maybe that's Peter Parker from the Steve Ditko yeah drawn issues. Yeah, he of was early Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, he was the wallflower. Was he was pathetic. the turn the other cheek guy. He was pathetic. Yeah, I um I really appreciated the fact. I really liked what they did with the story because you expected, um, you expected A to lead to B, and sometimes it led straight to C, and uh, it, it didn't go in the most obvious directions, um, which seems to be something I'm seeing this summer, which I'm enjoying. You know, if if they had if they had taken that same approach that they did with the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, you know, it would have been just a repeat. And, and you know, why do that? They do need to change it up somehow, make it different. This movie didn't need else, to be make it all, made at all. And the well, only reason it was made is so Sony wouldn't lose the rights to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's a... the only reason it was yeah, made. I mean, yeah, that's what businesses are for, no, to I make money. That. So, I, I that. mean, they're, that's, and that's the only reason any movie is ever made, is to make money, because it's a business. And they didn't want to lose the license because all that Tobey Maguire, uh, all those movies made boatloads of money for Sony. Right. They're yeah. not going to lose that. They're no, not I get give it. I understand the business aspect. Yeah. But as a fan, as an uber fan of Spider-Man, I felt like they spit in my face with this movie. I mean, okay, compared to what? I mean, are you are you trying to compare this to uh, the first three Raimi Spider-Mans or Spider-Men, or are you trying the to first... compare this? Are, are you trying to give this its own? You know, it, its own uh, plateau to sit upon. Uh, In my opinion, the first two Spider-Man movies, the third one I didn't care for. Right. The first two Spider-Man movies were almost perfect Spider-Man movies. As far as... Okay. Spider-Man 2, in my opinion, is one of the best superhero movies... I would agree. ...ever yeah. made. I Roger, would agree. Roger yeah. Ebert agrees with you, too. I would agree. Um, but the third one was so... Point yes. about the licensing, though. Yeah, please do. If if they just wanted to make, if they just wanted to keep the license, why reboot it? Why not just make Spider-Man Four? Um, good I, good question. I think Tobey Maguire's too old. I think they would pro- the key actors would probably ask for too much money. How old is Tobey Maguire now? I don't know, but that's that's probably a good point. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? They could have they could have uh, put Andrew Garfield in as Peter Parker. You know, we we've seen it all before with the old Batman. Franchise. Right, exactly. I was Batman thinking that every, same thing. Every movie, and let's so think why not about just how have well Andrew Garfield uh, come in and play Peter Parker in in Episode Four of you know Spider Man Four, and you know we'll have our suspension of disbelief in there. Mm-hmm. Then they uh, don't have to go ruining a, an original story or retelling something that everybody already knows. Well, I mean, let's look at the Bond movies, Joe. I mean, Joe, they they kind of reinvent Bond the whole time, and they kind of give him. You know, new characters, new backgrounds. So, in essentially, essentially, you know, those Bond movies are way more successful than than the Batman movies. You know, by but just do they bring the characters. But do they bring characters that have died in previous movies back to life and retell the exact same story again? Um, okay, what well, this is this is more like a Doctor Who regeneration, I think. Okay, okay, because yeah. you have the same character um, that exists in the same relative universe, but. Um, but you're able to continue this franchise by rebooting the idea, you know, of the doctor. I mean, every time he is regenerated, he's a different actor with a different personality, with a different set of strengths and weaknesses, 
and the writers uh, work off of that. It gives them the opportunity to tell different kinds of stories. And, um, you know, I guess theoretically, um, you know, this we're for purposes of the amazing Spider-Man movie, we're pretending that the that the Raimi movies never happened. I mean, clearly they don't happen in the same universe, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, which means there's going to be one more universe on the wiki Marvel uh, <laughs> universes yeah. page, which is already 46 pages long, by the way. Um, so it makes you wonder what designation uh, this one's going to get. But no, uh, um, the idea is that they're that they're wanting to tell this story in a new way. I mean, it's, you know, if Raimi was still attached to it, of course it's Spider-Man 4. But when, you know, it's like with the... the Transformers idiocy. You know, when when Raimi and and Toby Maguire and Kirsten Dunst and, and all of them decide to bow out, um, at that point you you finish the story. And frankly, after Spider Man three, I mean, I think the the whole idea of the Spider Man movie franchise needed an enema. And this was this was a delightful uh, this was a delightful spritzing of an enema. You know, <laughs> did, it was did... light and it felt good and it cleaned everything out. How did how did Spider Man three end? I don't recall. Oh, with a bad dance number. I think. <laughs> no, that well, was that in the middle was of the movie. That was halfway through Spider-Man the Spider Man three ended oh, with. That's as far as I got, and then I stopped watching. <laughs> I, I saw it once in the theater, and I have never even considered watching it again. Spider Man and the Green Harry, the Green Goblin, mm-hmm. got in a fight with each other, um, and Peter jacked up Harry's face with a one of Harry's own Goblin bombs, pumpkin yep. bombs. Then the Sandman uh, got a hold. Apparently, got a hold of Hank Pym's yeah. uh, giant man. And, and basically, the Sandman formula. is about as powerful as Thanos at this point. Yeah, I mean, and he's, he's wreaking havoc. Oh, he they he and Sandman he teamed up with Venom because they're both angry at Spider Man. Right. And Spider Man uh, started to take on both of them at the, by himself. The Green Goblin uh, realized he should probably go help. And basically, Green Goblin, Harry sacrificed himself to save Peter's life. After the fight, Peter went back to Mary... And at this point, Peter and Mary Jane were on the outs. Uh, because of Harry, Harry got in between them. He forced Well, Harry, and because of Black Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. I have, I have yeah. here... Marco tells Peter he never intended to kill Ben, but he wanted his car and shot him by accident when Dennis grabbed his arm. He blames Ben's death. Uh, he claims Ben's death has haunted him since. Peter forgives Marco, who, despite uh, who dissipates and floats away. That was um, Sandman. Right. Uh, Peter and Harry forgive each other. Harry dies, and Mary Jane, and Mary Jane and Peter, uh, with Harry dies with Mary Jane by his side. Days later, Peter visits a jazz bar where Mary Jane is singing, and they dance. Right, and that's how it ended. Okay. So we don't know if they got together or not. Yeah. So, so, I think, you know, the Raimi movies were, I don't have any idea why my alarm's going off. The <laughs> Raimi movies, the first two, were closer in spirit of the original Spider-Man than this movie. Um, now, I, I agree with that, absolutely. I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to in any I way think, make the point that this movie is closer than any other. I think superhero movie fans will, will like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I think uh, casual Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man fans will like this movie a little, and I think purists like Joe and myself will not. 
Now, the reason I gave mm-hmm. it two and a half stars is because there are things this movie got right that Raimi's didn't. That being the Spider-Man web swinging. Yes. The that was fun. F- the fighting and the quipping while fighting. The mechanical web shooters. Mm-hmm. Partially. There's an issue with that. But the fact that he had mechanical web shooters. Uh, I would I would throw in Captain Stacy. Uh, fight, fight, fight! Yeah, fight. I'm not. I'm not a fan of of this Captain Stacy for now, a couple now, of reasons. Now, but now, I think now, the action, well, wait, what, and know, the fighting were spot on. And this this Spider Man was closer in action was closer to the original Spider Man than Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Joe, what did you mean by that? By the uh, um, Captain Stacy. Yeah, Captain Stacy. Um, I, I realize in the books Captain Stacy was much older, but uh, I figured if they were going to update something, uh, I, I liked I liked the portrayal that uh, Dennis Leary did. I thought it was a good Captain Stacy. I thought it was uh, realistic and believable. You know, he was uh, just as much of a concerned father as he was an officer. You know, he was stern. wasn't going to take any crap from the young kids. I didn't. No, I, like I didn't. I didn't feel that way at all. I, you know, I if I, if I'm going to see a movie version of this thing I love so much, I want it to be just like this thing I love so much. And I didn't think that Captain Stacy was anything like his comic book character. Now, I, I've always been interested by the fact that um, <clears throat> that you um, you purists have such a hard time um, letting go, for lack of a better word. I mean, I I don't understand why you can't just enjoy the movie on its merits, and it has to be compared to the the comic book, um, because every movie is based on a comic book. You know, it's not like it's not like going to see the Eagles in concert or something where it's reproduced. Were you happy with the Dune movies? Um, I enjoyed the Dune movies. Were you happy with them? Um, I thought they could have been. Or were you? I upset, they could have been, were you upset by them? No, movie? I thought they could have been better, but that had nothing to do with my disappointment of them not following the letter of the novels. That was that was the the production of the movie itself. Now, the first movie uh, was incredibly interesting, but it was very different. And I read, I watched the movie uh, a number of times before I ever read the books. So uh, my perspective on that is skewed. Uh, as far as the uh, the two um, uh, sci fi miniseries they did. Um, I thought that they that the the director uh, directed uh, Paul atrociously, and that was not the proper character. Um, but uh, I thought the second miniseries, Children of Dune, was ex- was extremely interesting. Um, um, so you know, I mean, I I, I kind of see your point, but um, but no, uh, even then, I, I didn't go into watching the the Dune movies, the miniseries, or whatever. Um, demanding that they be exactly like the book, or I will be uh, incredibly disappointed in it. You know, well, that, that wasn't. I just I, I realized that. You know, again, I'll, I'll beat this phrase into the ground, I guess. But you know, the movie is based on. You know, it's I not. Want it to it's be, not a note for note retelling. I want it to be like. Okay. I don't want it to be based on. I want it. I want a Spider-Man movie to be like so, the comic I love. Is part of your disappointment that that none of the movies have gotten it right yet? Or did you yeah, think that that Raimi part of the movie. did did Raimi do it better than I, uh, than Webb and uh, Garfield and Stone and Company? I, it's closer to what I want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I mean, parts of it were the story, especially, was closer to what I want than this story. I like think, I said, 
I hated this story. Okay. I hated the story elements. I loved the action and the Spider-Man action okay. of the Mark Mark Webb. Yeah, Mark, Mark Webb. Webb. Mark, Mark Webb stuff. Yeah. And just the opposite of the Sam yeah. Raimi stuff. See, for me, um, the original, the comic book Spider-Man, um, the the Raimi movie Spider-Man, um, yeah, it's always been frustrating for me that the character is not able to divulge a secret identity. We all understand why, um, but it's still damn frustrating, you know, because you, you, you want so badly for this character to not feel alone, not feel alienated. Well, he didn't divulge and, it in the comic book either. Right. Th- that's what I'm saying. It, it's frustrating when, uh, when the character has these kind of limitations. And I understand that that's exactly part of what made Peter Parker such an amazing comic book creation was that, that dichotomy of I'm a hero, um, I'm a nerd, I'm alone, I'm famous, I'm hunted, I'm a hero. You know, it, it was all these dichotomies that, that made Spider-Man such a great character. I get that. I felt a lot more satisfied watching this movie. I, I when, you know, when basically half of Manhattan knows who Spider-Man is, I'm thinking, oh, this is cool, man. I, I liked that. I thought that was a really cool twist. I, I could not tell you how happy I was that Gwen Stacy, that Gwen Stacy found out who Spider-Man was. That's one of the story things that I hated. Okay, and see, that's one of the things that I loved about it because it was different, and because you know we we know how the story goes. We've I don't read want the, different. W- we've read the I comics. Want the, I want to see my favorite thing in the whole world. Okay, interpreted literally on the screen, and that's part of what I don't get because because you've already seen that. You know, you've read the Not comics, the you've seen those movies. Not well, you the saw screen. the Raimi well, versions. They weren't perfect. They weren't what I wanted. Okay, well, then you're, my, my guess is that you will never be satisfied with the Spider-Man movie. I realize that yes. what you just said yeah. is 100% true. Yeah, and maybe that makes me some kind of uh, stinking Twilight fan or something. I'm not. No, I but, realize that I'll probably never be 100% okay. happy with any visual... Uh, Okay, any non-comic book interpretation of Spider-Man. Okay. I realize that. Yeah, that's fair and, enough. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to twist your arm and make you be happy with it, you know. That's that's, you know, different strokes and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of the things that you hated were things that I found refreshing and different and, you know, kind of a wow, you know, so he doesn't have to go through this all alone. You know, he's he's got someone who knows how cool he is. That's 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 part of who he is. Exactly. I get it. That's, that's, exactly. That's one of the things that was driving me nuts. Dude, why did you make the mask in the first place? Put the damn mask back on. Exactly. I know it's because Andrew Garfield didn't feel like he was going to get enough face time if he didn't have that mask off enough. <laughs> you know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put the blame sure. on him. Yeah, now are you are you seriously well, trying to attack Andrew Garfield as being such a diva that he had to have stuff written into his contract like I must have this much FaceTime or are you joking because I can't tell no, over the no, phone? No, I'm I'm completely serious. That's honestly what I think. Wow. He, why he kept taking the mask off? Wow. Because Spider-Man's I I don't want to say true character, but from everything I've read, the guy wants to be kept a secret. No, he kept, true he character kept his is accurate, a Joe. Secret. Okay. He kept his identity a secret because of the people that he loved. He didn't want to put them in danger. People like yes. Gwen Stacy and Aunt May. Well, but if he keeps taking it off for every little eight-year-old kid that he pulls out of a, a you know a van that's gone over the side of a bridge, 
that kid's going to walk down the street one day and say, hey, look, that's Spider-Man. Okay. Now, didn't his that, mask, didn't his mask catch on fire, hand? though? No. Interesting point. No. But, but part of the, the whole concept of this movie is that, and it's, it's part of the Peter Parker you know, mythos to begin with, but this is a teenager who doesn't know his head from his rectum, and you know he's still trying to find his way in this world. I mean, what he did on that bridge was, A, incredibly selfless and brave, and why would he think that this kid would you know be able to pick him out of a lineup after the fact? I mean, I just, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that he was doing this, you know, for the for the glory um you know i think that uh um you know i think it was one of those where he's he's making this all up as he goes along you know there there's no there's no grand plan in place for peter parker's life and his his career as spider-man i mean it's 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 him reacting in the moment to everything that's happening to him you know it's he's being reactive not proactive necessarily and i just you know i i i found it um you know I agree. There's a couple of reviews I read that they thought that that scene on the bridge was maybe the coolest scene in the whole movie. And, it's and one of my favorite scenes. There were three or four times. Okay, here's here's how here's how soft I am, and I wanted to use another word, but then I decided on soft. Um, I found myself um, I found myself getting a little bit misty three or four times during the movie. I mean that movie that movie affected me emotionally. I mean I. It sucked me in, and I I gave a rat's butt about Peter Parker, and I was so happy to see that you know again that he's he's not going to have to go through this you know all alone. Um, I you know I I'm going to assume that uh, that Aunt May will never find out, but um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, you know, and you know the reason you know obviously we know he wears the mask, so the cops don't know who he is and all that. But uh, um, a lot of the the main problems with the movie you know as we just found out or or things that i enjoyed about it and i think if this was the first spider-man motion picture that had come out it would feel weird but you've got to take this with the backdrop of having had the three raimi spider-man movies you've got to take it i don't got to take it that way joe doesn't have to no i'm just saying i'm not you know I'm not saying, you know, cram it up your backside and enjoy it. I'm saying that that you cannot ignore the fact that you've already had, you know, these first three movies made and and those are part of public record. And so, you know, if if you're looking, you know, for a more realistic portrayal of who you think Peter Parker is and you think Sam Raimi, you know, did that, good. And please go watch the Sam Raimi movies again. I just, the idea that, that this had to be Spider-Man four, I think is just a fallacy. And, and I'm, I'm glad it wasn't. I originally thought it was going to be a disaster. Uh, and part of it, you know, like Frank, I think I walked in with not low expectations, but no expectations. I, I was a blank slate. I, I didn't expect it to be bad. I didn't expect it to be good. I had hopes for it and it exceeded my hopes. That's what I'm saying. I would uh, agree with your statement. Um, about, Oh, shoot, now I've actually forgot what you said, but you just said something that... Oh, you're asking the wrong guy to remember. ...that I agreed with. Um, I wasn't paying attention either. No, yeah, I hear you. No, you're I was. Making I a really sandwich was. or something. That's what I, I want to talk doing. about that scene with the kid in the, in the van. Yeah. Now, that was one of my most favorite scenes, and it gives me yeah. goosebumps, because mask aside, right. that's what Peter Parker would have done. He would have yeah. done anything mm-hmm. and everything he could to save anybody. Especially a little kid. Absolutely. You know, Peter Parker 
in the comics probably wouldn't have his mask probably would have been on okay he's very careful to keep it on right he just doesn't take it off just so he can get a better view or yeah. whatever but in the comic FaceTime. i just think like meat what's wad, that joe he, he just wanted more FaceTime. yeah right I, I just think like meatwad he don't know no better he don't yet. know no better right? he he will learn in the most tragic ways possible most likely but he doesn't know better yet in the comic uh from the get-go peter parker was obsessed with keeping his secret identity yeah safe yeah and and secret in the if that scene was in a comic and he had had his mask off for whatever reason the peter parker i love would have done exactly what this what andrew garfield did he would have said put this on my mask is already off i gotta help this kid he's not gonna start moving unless i do something put this mask on it'll make you strong i get it yeah and that's that's the peter parker that i know and love i love that scene but the problems i had with this movie came from the story itself there were lots of points the main thing about the peter parker that i grew up with is he became spider-man because he was guilty he felt guilty about his uncle dying okay okay and the reason his uncle died was because of his own pride yes Peter Parker was too proud in the comic book, was too proud to stop that criminal Mm -hmm. because at the time he was a big TV star. He was high on himself. That's not my job, policeman. That's your job. And Sam Raimi nailed that in the first one. He did. Perfect. He updated it very well. Perfectly. In this movie, Uncle Ben died because Peter Parker was angry that the shop guy wouldn't sell him his milk for less than two cents or two cents less than what it really cost. He was angry. He wasn't prideful. Yeah. You know? And then the the robber threw him the the milk, and he took it, you know, out of yeah. spite. There was no pride involved in this in this whole scene. And to me, Actually, that, he's uh, part of the crime. Yeah. He's an accessory to that crime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Except he knowingly accepted stolen goods. That's not Peter Parker. No. It's not. Well, this I, was. I, I, I'm not I done, Frank. It's I'm not. Here's the brag. Man. I'm not done. It's I'm not done, Frank. Angst. I'm not done, Frank. He was angry. This is the the nuts and bolts of the Spider-Man that I love. I'm sorry to be a beating, Frank, but this is important to me. <laughs> <laughs> the reason Spider-Man, the reason Peter Parker became Spider-Man, line. is because he felt guilty about Uncle Ben dying. The reason Peter Parker became Spider-Man in this movie is because he wanted revenge. Plain and simple. Now, would you agree? is that a fair statement, Joe, in your opinion? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, completely fair. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to play a game. Okay? <laughs> Ooh, good. Can we this have the is, intermission music? Uh, I'll put it in in post. Okay, now, let's play a game. Okay. I'm going to say a phrase and you're going to give me what what you associate with that phrase. Okay, for instance, uh you deserve a break today makes you think of um Snickers bar, McDonald's. What? McDonald's. Okay, right. fine, whatever, the right? Pays. Yeah, the phrase that pays. Um <laughs> up up and away in my beautiful balloon. <laughs> Be serious, friend. What? 
Be serious. I'm working it. No, you're not. Frank? <laughs> this is Super what Johnny Superman. loves. Superman. Okay. Um, in my beautiful, I had another one, and now I've lost it. What? I think you threw me off. What are you even talking about? You never heard that song? I don't think so. Beautiful balloon. That's uh, oh, holy cow. How about just do it? Nike. Exactly. That was one I had in my oh, mind. I got that one. Just do it. It's Nike. Nike. Okay. What does this make you think of? You're a lot like your father. You really are. And that's a good thing. But your father lived by a philosophy, a principle, really. He believed that if you could do good things for other people, you had a moral obligation to do those things. That's what it's at stake here. Not choice, but responsibility. Spider-Man, of course. Bullcrap. <laughs> well, I mean. If you're going to go. Now, what if you're going to beat around the bush and say that, <laughs> you might as well just go right for just do it. You know what I mean? You might as well go right for they up, to, up, and away. No. Uh, I think that's more. a choice of the of how the writers wanted to handle it. I'm not defending it, but uh, the line itself. But the writers definitely wanted to do something different and not just do Bond, James Bond. Well, they, they did wanted, They wanted to do, They you know, they wanted to make this not your Spider-Man, but their Spider-Man because they get to work it's, on the movie. This is some, this is Bill, a project I gave you a thing. that they get I gave to work you a on. Thing, Bill. All right, but so, this is not fair their, with the speakers. It on is. They're thing. working it's on not. It. this. It's is not their there. project. They were hired to work on it. You, I know you love Spider-Man, Brad, and and uh, here we go. And Joe, oh, okay. I know. Okay, I got it. Right. And Joe, you love <laughs> Spider-Man too, and that's great. But this is th- this movie. <laughs> Are for the people who made it, who wrote it, who got to direct it, who got to act in it. They're obviously and you not don't, real Spider-Man fans, and or they're Spider-Man fans of a different caliber. You know, there, there's people out there who still don't acknowledge Mary Jane's existence because, as far as they're concerned, Spider-Man only had one girl, and that's Gwen Stacy. Hmm. And they refuse, well, they refuse to accept, you know, Mary Jane, even though Mary Jane's been been his girlfriend longer than anyone else, and. This is just, you know, this is a different interpretation of Spider-Man. I realize you don't like it. And like you said, you would probably, they could probably do a frame-by-frame version of the original Spider-Man comic book, the, the Amazing Fantasy number one, or, or the very 15. first Spider-Man, f- 15. You know, and would you really want to see that movie? Yes. I think it would be campy. I mean, if you read that comic book today, wouldn't it be a little campy? Frank, I, I don't mean a nitpick, but I, there's one point I gotta uh, disagree with you on. No, please do. Um, it's it's when you said you know those guys are fortunate enough to write that movie. I understand that, mm-hmm. and I you know I'm a lover, not a writer. I, I will never get that job. So, but when you said that they are writing that movie for them, that that's where I think you're wrong because I know the producer probably didn't go into the office that day and say, "Hey, what are you guys writing? Oh, we're gonna rewrite Spider-Man." but we're a little stuck here. We don't know what we should do. I don't think the producer is going to say, you know what, write whatever makes you happy. He's going to say, write what the fans want so I can make a bajillion dollars and retire. Okay, yeah, I would give you that. You have to to write for the fans. You you have to write for the moviegoers. I'm not going to say fans, Mm -hmm. moviegoers. Moviegoers, that's fine. And, and, you know, it has to be be Mm crowd-pleasing, Okay. And and this movie, Brad and Joe, was not made for you. You guys make a very, very small 
percentage of the moviegoers. And I know that makes you angry. No, it doesn't, because you're absolutely right. Right. So you're, there is no 100% way... percent right. There's no way... That may, in movie, fact, be the most accurate thing you've ever said. So, you, you know, in a sense, you just have to enjoy... I don't have that, to enjoy anything. Yeah, no, you don't. But you should relish the fact that there is a Spider-Man movie, that Spider-Man is on the screen, that people oh, are still I'm enjoying Spider-Man, that. that you can still, that, you know, what if Spider-Man just kind of dies out, like uh, like the Phantom, you know, the old radio show? There's people who used to love that, but it lost popularity, it never got produced, and now it's just gone. And now there is no Phantom. Or, or there, yeah, it, I, be, because because uh, no no nobody embraced it to... To reinvent it. Things need to get reinvented. If things weren't reinvented, we would be reading that same Steve Ditko stilted dialogue from when it first started. Things need to grow. Things need to develop. I, for one, am extremely glad that um, that comic books have uh, progressed beyond the 1960s uh, uh, plot lines. Because I, frankly, uh, find Silver Age comics, um, for the most part, kind of hard to read. Can that I, that even includes Legion. Read, Please. Can I read the first two word balloons from the uh, Amazing Fantasy 15? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a whole bunch of high school kids standing around talking, and Peter Parker's standing off in the corner all by himself, just staring at them rather sad. Uh, the uh, group of kids are saying, Say, gang, we need one more guy for the dance. How about Peter Parker over there? And uh, the next balloon is, Are you kidding? That bookworm wouldn't know a cha-cha from a waltz. So I agree that I'm I'm glad that they've updated these things since then, but uh, I don't know. Some things are classic. Like if you look at what Peter Parker looks like in that picture, he looks like a nerd. He looks like a complete outcast. He doesn't look like a hip kid with a skateboard under his arm. And and they weren't going for, they weren't going for loner here. They were going for a different take on Spider-Man. Just like you know, every time Shakespeare is produced, people do a different take on it. Different types of costumes, things like that. It's still it's still classic. Now the dialogue stays the same. I realize that, but I mean, it's just a different take. And yeah, but I don't yeah. have to like this take. No, you don't. So where does that leave us? I mean, you could you could either a not see it and not worry about it and move on, knowing that it's not going to make you happy and you know you're not going to like it, or, well, really, that's your only choice. Why is it wrong for me to want it done the way I want it done? There's absolutely nothing wrong, but you know for a fact that this movie isn't going to be it. So why would you well, punish yourself by going to go see there it? There you go, Frank. I, I, didn't, I didn't know until I went to go see it. I didn't know until after I sat through the hour and however many minutes long it is. And and you and, could have and you could have walked out of it, right? It, I mean, there's well, something I, in I there that did you it want about eight times. But but there's something that that keeps you there because you love Spider Man that much that you just want to see him on the screen, even if it yeah, makes I you just, even if it makes you crazy, you still want to see I, it. I was, and I there's something to be said for, for that. Better. Yeah. And you and know then, the the only know, way you're ever going to get the Spider Man you want is if is if you make that movie. I mean that's really well, that's really the only way it's ever ever going to happen. Now, the, the, oh, go ahead, Joe. The power that I have after seeing it, I mean, I kept waiting and waiting for it to get better. I wanted to walk out a couple of times. I'll be completely honest. Um, but the only power that I have now, now that I've seen it, is to not make the same mistake twice. So, will I buy this on Blu-ray? Probably not. You know, I'm voting with my dollars. That's the power and responsibility that I have in this matter, and. You know, also I th- exactly what we're doing right now. We have a whole bunch of different levels of Spider-Man fans all together recording this podcast. 
letting people know if you fit into these categories, you may or may not like this movie. We're spreading the word. So, did you? Uh, I, I for me, it boils down to did they get the core of Spider-Man right? And I don't, I don't think they did. The, the reason he became Spider-Man was not true to the comic. Uncle Ben was the linchpin, and what they tried to do in this movie was make his parents more important to the storyline than they really were. You know, this whole quote that I read from Uncle Ben, it was all about Peter's father. Well, Peter's father and mother, they were absent in the comic. Uncle Ben was the father figure, and they kind of undermined that with this new parent angle in the in the story. Now, I realize there's been a lot of negativity coming in the last couple of minutes, so I want Joe... Is there anything positive you can say about this movie? Anything you liked? You've already mentioned uh, George Stacy. Uh, and it's okay if the answer is no. I, I, I like the uh, I like the mechanical web shooters, and not just because it's from the books. Uh, I didn't mind the uh, the organic ones in the first couple of movies. Um, I I did like the the smart ass quips when confronting criminals. Uh, I thought that was, uh, you know, a pretty good representation. That's that's really about it. Um, you know, I didn't go into this movie looking for things to hate, but you know, looking back on the movie, I do find some of the things that I really didn't care for quite entertaining. I really wanted to like this movie. I mean, if I didn't want to like it, if I didn't want to, you know. It, I wouldn't have gone and, and paid full price to see this movie if I really didn't want to like it. I wanted to like it. I wanted to be wrong about what I thought I was going to get. I was partially wrong. I I was surprised that I was able to rate it a two and a half stars out of five. I knew I was going to give it a one. I just knew it. Wow. But there was plenty that I liked. But I just think they got the most important things wrong. Well, and that's what makes me unhappy you've got to realize too that you know in terms of revering the source material i mean please go ahead and do that um but uh you know amazing fantasy 15 is uh is a good read and the start of a, an amazing character but um a lot of people don't know that uh that amazing uh fantasy started out as uh amazing adventures um, it was amazing adult adventures, by the way. And uh, then by um, uh, issue seven, it becomes amazing adult fantasy. Um, it also adopts the tagline on the cover, um, the magazine that respects your intelligence. So um, I just I find this interesting. I don't know. Is um, that a bit? Uh, or this is, is not a bit. Real? No, okay. no. Look it up. Uh, Coverbrowser.com slash cover slash amazing dash fantasy. That's funny. Um, but uh, please direct your browser to issue nine, Amazing Adult Fantasy. Uh, again, on the bottom, the magazine that respects your intelligence. Um, the uh, the headline on top is Ever since the dawn of time, nothing can match the terror of Tim Boo Ba. So this is the comic book anthology that gives us Spider Man. Um, you know, hey. He had to learn how an entire city could turn into a wasteland of living statues. He had to learn before he went mad. The magazine that respects your intelligence, issue uh, 12, by the way. Well, the guys in charge yes. of Marvel at the time, mm -hmm. they they weren't thrilled with this idea of this spider 
Batman idea that Stan Lee had, and they knew Amazing Fantasy was yeah. was ending with number fifteen, and they said, "I ah, just throw it in the back of that." Wow, and you know, obviously, it was a good thing they yeah. did. And I, I I don't know what this says about Spider Man, but the uh, the tagline, the magazine that respects your intelligence, has completely disappeared by the time we get to Amazing Fantasy issue fifteen, yeah, introducing Spider Man. That was the one they. That was their last one. They canceled it after that. Uh, well, apparently they weren't respecting people's intelligence um, or intelligence. What did you guys think about the lizard? Were you were you happy to see the lizard? Now, I feel sorry. I was. I mean, uh-huh. I was happy to see the lizard because for the first three Raimi mm-hmm. movies, we got teased yeah. by the fact that right. we might see the yeah, lizard. Right? Just hardcore. Dr. Yeah, that, that, that one guy was in three movies. I feel sorry for the actor. He, <laughs> didn't, get to, he didn't get to finally be the lizard but my guess is he um, was the lead of spider-man 4 uh it was cool knowing that i might actually get to see the lizard but i'm gonna tell you what i was unhappy with the way he looked i thought the velociraptors in the 20 year old movie jurassic park looked infinitely better than the lizard did in this movie i i do find it interesting that that in this day and age of this technology it seems like every monster looks the same i mean basically from from the the Lovecraft uh, Lovecraft movies um, with uh, Jeremy, uh, what was his name? Um, dang it! Lovecraft movies, the uh, yeah. back from the eighties. Yeah, the, um, uh, the the from beyond and uh, the other one, but uh, um, ah, dang it, I'm blanking on the uh, the actor's Sorry, name. Buddy. I what have else? no idea what you're talking it's no about. No problem. Well, but ever since then, monsters have looked ridiculous. Basically, put a guy back in a suit. What's Jar-Jar so wrong with Binks? that? Yeah, Jar Jar Binks looked better than the lizard did in this Ooh. movie. No, he did. Well, yeah, one that, thing that the Jar Jar Binks, no matter how much you hate that yeah. character, is is an amazing piece of technology. Okay, is amazing piece of animation. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I sitting there in the theater the first time I ever saw that movie, I'm thinking that looks like someone is actually there next to him. Yeah. It doesn't look like CG. Um, I, I'm one of the things I, I've read that that I think is. Interesting, and I was prepared to rebut these uh, points uh, one by one, but there's a uh, uh, worldofsuperheroes.com has uh, 10 things wrong with the Amazing Spider-Man film, and uh, number three is given that anything is possible with CGI, couldn't the lizard have looked like the lizard in the comics, or at least, <laughs> or at the very least like a lizard, not a flat-nosed velociraptor that Spielberg did 20 years ago? And I thought, yes, he doesn't look like a lizard, but he is a hybrid lizard-human, and I'll throw you a little bone on that one. Uh, that was not one of the... I, I marked off... I had a couple of uh, little minor uh, nitpicks. Um, actually, one of them not so uh, little. Uh, I think the biggest problem I had with the movie, and, and this was... Frank and I were walking out of the theater, and, and I looked at Frank, and I said, I'm trying to figure out something I can, you know, I can complain about. Because I really didn't have anything. Um, I think if, if there's anything to complain about, it's the way that um, uh, the way that Peter got his powers. I thought that was as close to eye rolling as, as anything that I saw in the flick. And and I thought that that it was kind of a shame. You know, again, you're you're kind of updating this movie for a for a current sensibility. Um, you know the the people in this movie act like people in the year 2012. They don't act like people you know from the year 1963 or whenever Amazing Fantasy 15 came out. Um, so I think that's just one thing you kind of almost have to go with. Um, but the idea that Spider Man, uh, maybe my biggest nitpick is that Spider Man, um, you know, we understand why Kurt Connors did what he did. He wanted his dang arm back, and he thought he was helping people, and he kind of got 
he, he kind of got screwed by the man. You know, right. he, he was he was told to, you know, no, I'm not going to weaponize it or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll clear my office out. This sucks. I got to test this right now. You know, so we understand how that worked out. But Peter, um, he basically uh, he did a B and E to get his powers. That's I'm sorry. That's breaking and yes, entering for, I, for those I, of it, you who uh, right. aren't aren't cop oh, I uh, savvy. It was bed and breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> no B and E. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's yes. Connection. Yes. As in bacon and eggs. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I bacon. thought it was interesting that uh, that he had the uh, that he had the the temerity, uh, if you will, to um, to basically break and enter into this facility and and get himself you know bit. Um, I. I I think that my nitpick was that that should have been, you know, an accident because part of what makes Peter Parker who he was, I think, was the fact that he didn't ask for this right. in any way. Right. He turns around and goes, what, the, what, what just happened? What is I'm on a field trip. What happened? You know, right. I'm, I'm trying to be a good kid in school. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's got these powers where as this Peter Parker, um, he, you know, he didn't go in going, I'm going to become Spider-Man. But he clearly, you know, went in there and thank you. Um, but he clearly went in there with with motives that were not altruistic nor pure, right? And um, so, and, in a way, he kind of deserved it. That's not the Peter Parker that yeah. I, that I know. Yeah, you know. And so I, you know, I, I if I've, I believe that I, I've made the point that I understand, you know, I understand the differences between the original source material and the way Garfield and Webb uh, portray Spider Man, and for the most part, I've really enjoyed the differences. But realizing that this is not the comic book sprung, you know, sprung to life like the Avengers was. Yeah. Um. Uh, but but you know, I had to go through a little bit of this with uh, with Iron Man. It, it took me a while to warm up to uh, you know Robert Downey. Um, I had less issues with Cap and uh, Thor probably, um, just because they had you know less screen time, I guess. Uh, um. Uh, you know, historically um, than, than these other characters. Um, but, you know, I just, for me, I was able to uh, get on the roller coaster and enjoy the ride. And um, uh, for me, you know, uh, you know, this, I, I really enjoyed reading this 10 things wrong with Spider-Man. And as I, I read down each of them, I go, so, so what? Um, like point one, why waste half the film on a half-arsed, watered-down origin, which filmgoers saw only a few years ago and comic fans know anyway? We've gone through this. We beat this horse to death. You know, right. you know, th- this is not. You know, these movies are not made for you know the hardcore fan. These movies are made for as many people as they can get to enjoy it. And so again, you know, this movie is going to be based on. It's not going to be note for note, frame for frame. It's just not going to happen. Um. And I did think that, uh, number two, to have a Spider-Man film without the with great power speech is crass and unimaginative. It's like having a Jaws film without the shark. And I give that one a little bit. I I walked out of the theater um, kind of in a mild daze that they did not shoehorn that in somewhere. Now, Ben, uh, Uncle Ben, so he said again, something. I, mi- I missed that point. Well, Okay. Uh, to have a Spider-Man film without the with great power speech is right. crass and unimaginative. It's like having a Jaws film without a shark. Yes, right. And um, I he couldn't help but notice that that phrase was not in the movie. Right. And I think that it probably should have been. Um, uh, but Uncle Ben did kind of talk. He did say that in so many. He paraphrased that that line. Right. You heard what I read. Yeah. That was the exact dialogue from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just... I, I did think that that was. But see, the, the thing is, mm-hmm. 
that the, was that was it, one of the things I marked off on. in the comic and yes. in the Raimi movies. Uncle Ben, that came from Uncle Ben. In right. this quote here, he was just relaying something that Peter's dad had always said or believed. It didn't come from Uncle yeah. Ben. Uncle Ben was the messenger. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm not a. I've never watched. Uh, I've never watched one episode of The West Wing. Um, you know, I did enjoy Apocalypse Now. Uh, 20 30 years ago but uh, i've never been a big martin sheen guy but i i thought that he did portray a very solid stand-up guy you know i i did think that that he he got uncle ben right um you know the 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 every the every man you know the the common man um you know the the middle class um you know earnest man good man kind of thing he he did get that right and he did he did provide that that moral center for uh for peter and uh like many teenagers these days i don't know is this one of those things where every generation you go kids in my day didn't do act like this you yes know? okay you see i think so too um but i i think that spider you know spider-man was not as uh um maybe not as respectful as he could have been he clearly, you know, loved his aunt and uncle, but um, yeah, that's one thing I always thought was interesting. Uh, hey, tangent, what's up? Um, what you mean? You you said Spider Man not wasn't as respectful. I'm sorry, Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Yes, okay. that's what I meant. I okay. would agree. That's that's also something that bothered me. Yeah, um, and I also I was, so we're sitting there watching the movie and they're talking about Spider Man's parents, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, now, unlike you, I've I've enjoyed Spider Man my pretty much my entire life but i've never made a point to drill down into the nuts and bolts and read you know every issue or as many issues as possible the way so that I don't you know. do with the legion yeah characters. Okay. yeah i have read every single issue of the legion ever right. and i will continue to do so hopefully but um uh but i don't ever remember ever peter's parents so much as being referenced much less talked about, much less being part of a mystery to be solved. That happened in the like mid seventies, didn't they? Bring it back that his parents were spies. Actually, there was. See, I just I didn't know. You know, the, his parents were a complete blank slate. In fact, I was surprised they're bringing him up because it's like, oh, well, I've never even thought about this. There was a story, and help me out here, Joe. I believe mm-hmm. it was in an annual, okay, or maybe one of the giant size Spider Man issues All right. where they, where they talk about or there's the whole stories about his parents and the fact that that they were tangentially involved with the red skull they oh were like gosh. they were like double agents was this written by jerry conway i don't remember they were double <laughs> agents um and it was like a one and done story and then i mean they weren't really referenced again they might have been referenced in passing okay. but they never did have any story time yeah. except for this this one story I think wow. I think I'm right on this. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. And then in the early 90s there was a story where his parents came back. They were alive okay. and they came back, but they were like artificial constructs <laughs> designed Gosh. by Harry Osborn to mess with Peter Parker. Oh, so, so they were really man. like life, life model like, decoys. Life yeah, kind of like life model decoys. Holy so cow. They, his parents were virtually absent. Yeah. There was, there was some, there was even a, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, there was a story written about Wolverine and Spider-Man where 
Wolverine, you know, Wolverine's old, right? He doesn't age. So oh, yeah. he, he actually was on a mission with Peter Parker's parents. Uh, at least, or his father, at least, at okay. one point. Yeah, so I, the I long just, and short of it is no. this movie made him... <laughs> what? Oh, this just tells you that there have been too many comic books written, period, when, when every single eventuality has to be, you know, exposed and used and used as a plot line at some point. Because, really... So Peter Parker's parents were spies who just happened to be on a mission with freaking Wolverine. Oh, that's, you know, right. That that would absolutely happen. I mean, I realize we're talking about comic books. I realize we're talking about people getting bit by spiders and having magical powers. And, and even though they have, like, gloves on, they can still stick to the side right. of, a, of, of a building. By the way, that has never made sense to me. Okay, I get that he has little tiny hairs sticking out of his, uh, his, his fingertips. In the Sam Raimi movie. Oh, okay, okay. In the comic books, it's different. Okay, because I've never understood, you know, how he climbs up the side of a wall with gloves and boots on. In the Spider-Man comics, it's different, yeah. and I honestly can't remember the exact explanation. Okay. And again, you know, I'll get on the roller coaster. I'll yeah. enjoy the ride. You know, I don't have to. It's not. It's not making me angry that I don't know. I just think by the it's, way, the you know. the Wolverine Peter mm-hmm. Parker parents story was actually pretty good. Okay. Um, so and what happened to those life model decoys? Or wait, were they, were, they his parents? No, they were mm-hmm. they were androids or something created by Harry Osborn. The police, Frank, we call them. And they, and they were um, they were destroyed. What were you going to say just now, Joe? Uh, I it, just a bit of a tangent. I would. There's one Spider-Man story that I'm still waiting for them to do with Wolverine. Uh, I want to see Wolverine and Spider-Man reenact uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> would you, who, so, so who would wolverine be uh wolverine would be uh john candy oh really i figured wolverine would be the steve martin character because he's the one that finally gets angry yeah oh yeah yeah you're right it would be funnier that way because then the whole those aren't pillows scene right uh, <laughs> would be quite dangerous yeah <laughs> that'd be yeah that'd be awesome yeah. i agree with you that would be good there was okay. something i was going to that one that i was going to ask joe about this movie and um gosh i can't remember maybe it'll come around okay well let's talk a little bit about the uh about how the public and in all this has happened in all the spider movies how the public kind of rallies around spider-man and that happened in this movie too with the uh with the crane operator after he uh, he helped his son i've always found that kind of intriguing intriguing as to why they why they feel like they have to add those Scenes to it. It's not a bad thing, but it just seems interesting that they always have to have the public like stand behind Peter Parker. Like my favorite scene is in Spider-Man Two in the subway yeah. when Doctor Octopus is coming after yeah. after Spider-Man, and everyone stands in front of him and goes, "No, you have to go through me." And and you know they're and, yeah, which is an know, absolutely that makes, that suicidal thing chi- to say. Yeah. And that gives me chills. But they believe enough in Spider-Man that they want to protect him or they want to help him. You know, what would you guys think of that scene? The the public opinion in the comic books has, has gone back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. over the years. Um, I personally like those scenes. Yeah. You know, I want people to cheer for my hero. Joe? I I like them to a point. I thought that uh, in Spider-Man 2, uh, when he saved that entire L train uh, of people and his mask was off and they all lifted him up and moved him over, that was... It was compelling. It was touching. I loved that one. The one with the cranes just seemed like, I don't know, it was okay. I didn't hate it, but it kind of seemed a little tagged on after the fact. Like, oh, uh, what can we do to involve New York City? To me, it just seemed like, oh, that's 
what how great is that that it's a coincidence that this guy just so happens to be a guy who's like commander of all of manhattan's cranes I and can line them up at the exact right time he has a lot of power and responsibility yeah. <laughs> I, I personally liked that scene i thought it was neat yeah what i what bothered me about the scene was that they used a a recognizable actor let's see thomas howell See, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't, yeah. I didn't why even not, realize why that. Why not put somebody in there that you've never known? Well, why, why do you have to drag some guy out of the closet that's you know yeah. got cobwebs on him? Yeah. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Do you think anybody... Yeah, but they got to work, the, too. Look at Anthony Michael Hall. Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody that's going to see Twilight is going to have <laughs> any stinking idea who C. Thomas Howell that's is. True. Actually, Actually true. I didn't realize that was C. Thomas Howell, so yeah. I, I just thought it, it was... I, uh, I saw him, and I, I kind of went, er... And the I guess the after he'd had a few seconds of screen time or maybe the second time we saw him or something I went oh yeah right so, okay but see the thing is with that I I just get so caught up in going where do I know him from where do I yeah. know him from yeah. that I forget about I should be watching the movie and instead I'm trying to place I just felt bad because I'm sitting there going God he must need the work man <laughs> yeah. no doing if he a, needs the work he's, if he needs to work he's doing like sham wow commercials or something like that he. You know, someone obviously thought highly enough of him that well, for that. Maybe they thought the dude part. with the goofy walleye was, uh, was was a better actor than him. <laughs> Tangentially uh, related, you know the scene in the Avengers where is near the end where they prominently featured that one waitress. Um, yeah, the redhead. Yeah, uh, you know she was. Um, and she even talks on television. Yeah, at the end, that Captain she, America saved right, us. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Did you guys recognize her? No, not a bit. She was in the killing. She was in AMC's The Killing. That's her. I, she I, she I was the cop from The Killing, Joe. No, 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 no. Uh, she was the uh, the teacher Ahmed, I believe. If I'm thinking of the right person, oh. she was Ahmed's wife, the pregnant woman. Oh, okay. I don't know about that because I've not seen I've not seen that. But um, this, I'm trying to re- I'm trying to find her. In the um, in the IMDb. While well, you do that, hey Joe, did what did you think of the killing? Um, I I thought it was completely worth uh, two seasons. Yeah, me too. Uh, I never I never really understood why people were complaining that it wasn't wrapped up with a neat little bow after thirteen episodes. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I I think that there were parts where they did drag their feet a little bit because I did watch it one episode after another, and when you watch those episodes one after another. There's parts of it where it's going. Do we really need this story? But uh, but I thought the ending was nice. Um, you know, they could have made it twenty, and I think it would have been okay. The uh, yeah, the actress in question is her name is Ashley Johnson. Uh, she was on Growing Pains. She was the um, the younger daughter on Growing Pains. Oh, okay. <laughs> her name was um, Chrissy Seaver. Anyway, I, as soon as I saw her, I was like. She used to be on Growing Pains, and so <laughs> when they do that, when they take those those random actors out of nowhere, like in in the Avengers when uh, the Hulk wakes up in that you know like like he fell from the sky, and yeah. here comes the old janitor guy who gives him clothes, right? That's Harry Dean Stanton, and I'm thinking, last time I saw him, he was an alien. You know why? Why yeah. are they pulling these guys? Why not just give him a uh, ran, just put a no-name actor in there. So it, it kind of throws me off. Tom Cruise's uh, War of the Worlds, that whole middle scene where he runs across um, 
Tim Robbins. I'm thinking, why is Tim Robbins in this movie? Yeah, why is Bob Roberts in this thing? Yeah, why why can't they just put a, a you know John Doe in there? So yeah, whatever. Hey, Bob, anyway. sing me a song, Bob Roberts. Hey Joe, what did you think of Stan Lee's uh, cameo? Mm. Um. Yeah, honestly, you'll have to refresh my memory. I remember. Oh, come he, was on. The, he was the librarian with the uh, headphones on. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I like that joke better when they pulled it off in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I oh. was, I, I was reminded of that also, Joe. <laughs> uh, but but I did think this was the best Stanley cameo ever. I, I did. Yeah, I, 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 I loved the way it. the table just. Yeah, I actually, I didn't see it in three D, but when it flew towards him i got ah you know i jumped back a little bit but uh it was the pretty 3d was not worth the price of admission did they shoot now, this so movie we, in 3d i don't know we we saw it in 2d so same here yeah do you know if I, they I shot it in 3d i don't think originally it was shot in 3d i took my glasses off several times throughout the entire uh show and uh you really did a little bit of depth of field here and there that was about it i'm gonna look and see if it um, if it says anywhere, IMDb rating by the way is seven point six. By the way, Frank, that Ashley Johnson, yeah, she was uh, Ahmed uh, Ahmed's wife, the pregnant woman. Okay, killing. gotcha. So, Sally Field as Aunt May uh, didn't bother me. I mean, i I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't. I bought it. You know. See it's, again, the, I guess the purist in me wanted an old gray haired lady. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was. It was. It took some getting used to the fact that uh, she had uh, dark hair. Yeah, I'll give you that. I and, wasn't bothered by her, which is odd because normally I hate Sally Field. Okay. <laughs> is I it, thought it was cool that we got to see the lizard briefly, but in his white lab yeah. coat. I thought that was neat. Yeah, that was fun. I wish he could have kept it on a little longer, but whatever. You know, that was okay. Uh, the one part of the movie that uh, I thought made very little sense was the whole toxic gas going off and changing the cops into lizards and then the antidote being released and then the cops going back to normal. That just felt like some type of... I, I imagine they did it so you would know how dangerous this gas was. But it, it just felt like if there had been 13 lizards running around manhattan and spidey had to deal with 13 lizards that would have been pretty freaking awesome but instead well, it wasn't it, it, just it, the cops it was it was all of new york they just you well, know well yeah but there was that one section where the cops the swat team come in on the lizard and right he, and he's wearing the trench coat and stuff and then he pulls out that canister and they get exposed right. and there's about 13 of them oh I that's think. right that's right the yeah. thing that was delivered was the antidote yeah right okay and then they get that. That seemed like a like kind of a missed opportunity, or that would have been it, a lot it, more money. Yeah, you know, to do all that crappy CG on yeah. that. Now I realize, you know, Joe and I are like, well, I I've said it out loud. I haven't heard Joe say it. I'm assuming Joe and I are of one mind in this, but, uh, you know, I realize I've said that I wanted it to be my way. Wanted it to be exactly like the comic. But I realize there are a lot of people who are thinking, well, if you want Spider-Man to be just like the comic, well, how come you liked Avengers so much? And, you know, why is it okay that they changed that? Why is it okay that Iron Man, you know, was in Afghanistan and, you know, in the comics he was in Vietnam? I understand that. But for me, 
you know, Spider-Man is the most important thing pop culture wise to me. I wanted it to be just like I wanted to see it translate literally. And I understand the confusion, but all I can all I can say is that that's what I wanted. And I didn't care that the others were different, but because they were good enough. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I think it's because I've read more Spider-Man, more invested in it. Um, I haven't read tons of Avengers. I haven't read tons of Iron Man. But the stuff that I have read that I know that they changed for the movies, there was so much more fun and so much more cooler things that they added to those uh, franchises that I didn't care about the little nuances that got changed here and there. What else do you want to say about this movie that we might not have said yet? Can we can we can we talk about that part with the uh, where Gwen Stacy decides to help out Spider Man fight the uh, the lizard? <laughs> okay. Oh, when she hits him on the head with what was it? Yeah. Well, there was a trophy. You know, you've got uh, Peter Parker telling Gwen Stacy, "You got to get out of here." He, you know, shoots her with a web and lowers her out and. You know, because for your own safety, it's going to be better if you're not here. Leave it to the professionals, which is me and the lizard. We'll duke it out. And as they start fighting throughout the school, here comes Gwen Stacy back in and decides to hit the lizard over the head with a trophy. Thanks, Gwen. You're you're a real big help. <laughs> uh, it's just that was the epitome of campiness. And I know that before anybody starts jumping down my throat, I know that all the Sam Raimis were campy too, but I just, and it's not that I'm picking this particular movie apart. That same model happens in so many movies. And I, it's just, I, it's something I'm tired of. Um, like I said in my email, I, I'm waiting for, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Betty White to come walking in and hit the, uh, the lizard with her cane, you know, something like that, like a feisty old lady. Anyway, uh, I, I like the fight scene. I just thought Gwen Stacy getting involved was a little unnecessary. Yeah, that's just a that's just a, a trope used in in all these stories where you know the girl tries you know so you'll know the girl is brave. She's trying to do something, but she <laughs> you know but she can't you know she's so weak that there's no way she could make a difference, but yet she still tries. Yeah, and that's all that I, I that scene represents. I would love for that to turn really bad. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Where she dies. Yeah, just like, get... you just turn around, backhands her, and rips her torso apart. I mean, you, you know who, who's the man to do that? Uh, the guy who did Cabin in the Woods, or who wrote it? Um, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon would do something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's nice. I just had the uh, the lizard unhinge his jaw and just, just eat her whole. <laughs> just well, it, it'd be like an awesome the, uh, five minutes of screen time as he's like choking her down. Did you ever see uh, Deep Blue Sea? Yes. That, that was, was a shark, right? With Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Well, he's Samuel giving Jackson's that speech. Samuel back and yeah. forth giving the speech and then gets eaten like mid-sense. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> and, it's, and it's moments like that that you just kind of go, yeah, because it's so unexpected. And you just kind of love it. And, and But, you know, if every movie did that. <laughs> yeah. It would become the norm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to thank Andrew Garfield and uh, Mark Webb for having the guts to uh, do things like... Uh, Letting him be good at uh, basketball and uh, not having him be the uh, the the wretched, unloved human that uh, that we all know Peter Parker is. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry for for you purist cats who uh, who can't see past it. I get it. I'm um, glad you guys liked it. Yeah, and, and I, I I'm not trying to be catty. I I truly do feel bad for those who just can't see past it 
and and see the the flaws instead of you know instead of the you know instead I, of what I thought was kind the of the movie fun. a yeah. successful comic book yeah. thing comic book movie is a good thing yes it really is it only bodes well for more of those you know mm-hmm. and I'll I'll continue to go see bad comic book movies because <laughs> I I love comic book and I love comic book movies you know um. I saw both Punisher movies that came out over the last couple of years. You saw Daredevil. I saw. I liked Daredevil. Oh, actually, my bad. Um, I saw Jonah Hex. It was horrible. I haven't seen Jonah but I Hex. I saw it. I saw. I didn't see the second Ghost Rider because I didn't hear anybody say anything <laughs> good about that. But hey, it's at uh, it's your local Redbox. Hey, I watched Catwoman. Buck Fitty. I watched. Yeah, I saw Catwoman too. I watched Batman I you Forever. Did. Batman and Robin. I bet you watched Catwoman slowly. <laughs> No, it was pretty. It was pretty. Um, <laughs> kept looking at my watch, like, "Wow, this is not good." God, we're only forty-two minutes into this thing. Seems, but like it's three not hours. pure to Catwoman. That's right. Were there Catwoman purists there going, "Catwoman's white"? <laughs> this is not my Catwoman. <laughs> Why are they making Catwoman black? <laughs> wow, I'm glad he said it. I was, you know, I, I, uh, I said that about the Kingpin. In the Daredevil movie, yeah, oh but, yeah, that's but right. I thought he was, you know, he did ended up doing a great job. It was a little different, yeah. You know, why didn't I go Ballisto? Because I'm not a huge Daredevil fan. It was different enough that it, it still worked, but I want my Spider Man to be my Spider Man. I don't want it to be your Spider Man. I want it to be mine and Joe's Spider Man. Yeah, and and I get that it'll never be that. I get it, but that's part of the great thing about. America is that I can be angry about that stuff and still have friends. Dang right. You can do that in Germany too. You can, can do you? that in Australia. It's fine. Oh, so maybe maybe <laughs> so America's not fine. all it's cracked yeah. up to be. <laughs> nah. Joe, anything else you want to add or I know that there were several items we didn't touch on in your in your email, but you know like like I mentioned at the beginning of this, I'm trying to get away from that Brad that Frank doesn't like and while I'm not going to sugarcoat everything, I also don't want to be negative uh, Debbie Downer. Well, I think is you know if you're constructive, if you have reasons to back it up, you, you got to remember this is all your opinion, you know. And if you're, it's it's one thing to have a negative opinion towards something that you've experienced, and it's another thing to be completely close-minded to other people's opinions who have a varying viewpoint. So and that. Uh, that could have prevented me from seeing this movie to begin with. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't expect to like any of, of it. Like I said, I expected to give it one star. And if I wanted to be a jerk about it, I wouldn't have gone to see it. And just said, well, I'm not going to see it. I know it's dumb. I don't have to see it. You know? Yeah, I, I, you know, I came home after seeing it. I got online and, and started writing that uh, lengthy email to you guys so I could get it off my chest, and now I'm willing to look past it. As, as a matter of fact, I'm willing to look about two weeks past it and just go see <laughs> Batman. Yeah, is, isn't it funny how, you know, at the moment you were passionate about it, and it was, you know, and you want to talk about it and stuff, and, you know, like you said, two weeks later, it's like, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. or, I, know, I forgot all about it. I got... I got the Dark Knight, you know, rises coming. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we in fact we were talking about that. How we were gonna before we record, how we're gonna see that, which we're gonna be two weeks late with that too, because <laughs> after we record this show, we have to record another show, and then our Batman show will come. That's out. okay. We're 
Yeah. We always are late with our stuff. <laughs> people get it. People hear the good reviews about stuff, and then they wait a couple of weeks, and then they hear our review. Yeah. Hear our discussion. I think it says something positive about us that we don't pander to, you know, we don't have to be, you know, first, you know, first action five news with the, uh, you know, you know, we're first with the story, whether we got it wrong or not. Yeah. I mean, it's like the uh, the idiots on uh, CNN uh, and and Fox and <laughs> MSNBC and uh, ABC, CBS. Fox, yeah, CBS, what, CBS, what was the last snap? The, the, um, the whole um, the WB. What was the the unconstitutionality of the uh, right. uh, of the health care law? And they and jumped on that. almost every single one of them chimes in and trumpets loudly. They said CNN uh, for like seventeen minutes was trumpeting about how. Uh, um, you know this is you know this is an amazing event in you know american history and, and let's get analysis from wolf blitzer and and look how important this is and 17 minutes later oh and by the way it was actually the other way around they didn't Sorry, read the whole memo that's exactly what happened they read the first part of it, <laughs> it essentially it was just like this law yes could be unconstitutional oh it's unconstitutional and then they go but they did they failed to get the details that's why i always tell people if you want to know what's going on in the world do two things read the drudge report and watch the daily show now here you do those two things you'll be good if you want to know what's going on in the world don't listen to breaking news i'm you were you get so much false information yeah because nobody knows what's going on all you know is something happened you wait a day you wait a couple hours yeah, wait. To come out. Wait thirty minutes for a producer to call somebody. And say, is this true? Yeah, yeah. That's what it takes. Well, but uh, breaking news means nothing. Yeah, twenty-four hour news cycles will be the death of us. Bill, if you have uh, Directv, you can't watch the Daily Show. Oh, oh do you really? Have, do you have Directv? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, they took out all the Viacom channels. Oh hey, my God! How long ago? Uh, three, four days now. Okay, because um, um, yeah, if it makes you feel any better. Uh, you know, the Daily Show is on reruns about uh, 25 weeks a year. So, um, yeah, it, it's been a while since they've had a new one. Joe, how did you watch well, Breaking Bad? Uh, well, no, that's that's AMC. Yeah, they, see, uh, they still have that. Dish customers that's- like myself uh-huh. uh, can't watch Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, or <laughs> Mad Men anymore. You poor right. people. That's why you come over to the Fios fence and you've got everything, no, every channel. No, wait, no, wait. I'm confused. So you have Dish. Dish. And that doesn't have AMC. Right. And Joe, Joe you has, have what? I have DirecTV. Oh, With okay. no that Viacom. That includes that MTV, have, right? Uh, that doesn't have MTV, Nickelodeon, or Comedy Central. Ooh. The, um, um, you know, I think we're going to get to a point. You know, not in the next year, but maybe in five years, TV's going to start to become a la carte, and we're just not going to have hope so. all these all these channels that we never watch. That's and gonna that's gonna destroy the industry though, because they can't have it. Because right now they get us to pay for uh, home shopping channels. Industry's doing it to itself. Yeah. Well, all I know is that AMC and the Dish Network better come to an agreement in the next three months, or. <sighs> There's going to be hell to pay. Well, oh, no. you know what they did with Breaking Bad? They allowed you to watch it online. Well, actually, AMC, uh, AMC allowed you to go watch it. Is that right? Yeah, but Viacom, uh, they yanked their online programming, so you cannot watch full episodes of uh, The Daily Show or Colbert Report anymore. Say what? So they figured everybody was just going to stop watching it on TV and start watching it on their computers, so they yanked that, too. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're, they're just shooting, I mean... You know, not everyone has direct or not everyone has dish, but they're really yeah. shooting. 
themselves in the foot. I there there's a there's a a girl I work with in the office, and she does not have cable, or, or okay. she even she doesn't use antenna TV. She goes to torrent sites and she just downloads what she wants to watch, and that's it. So she's that's just a, a total freaking pirate. Yeah. Wow. And, and if it's not on Hulu or if it's not on Fox, what's her name and address? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say Joan about, Smith, yeah. one two three Fake Street. I was gonna say that um, they need to make torrents easier to use. That's all I got on that. Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're doing. I mean, this is another discussion completely. But I mean, the networks are doing it to themselves. You know, they're making it difficult you know, to watch shows. Well, you know, they're kind of getting no, hammered too because you got Dish Network introducing that new. Hop over all the commercials, the one button feature, which is the hopper. Yeah, the hopper, the hopper, um, which I think is amazing um, that, 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 that you could get away with that. Whether it's legal or not, it's a horrible idea. I mean, nobody enjoys in there watching commercials, but the whole point, the whole reason that we don't pay licensing fees like they do in Britain is because television is sponsored by advertisers what were you guys and if you create technology that allows you to completely screw the advertiser over what the heck do you think is going to happen you know those people going to do come the super bowl (laughs) yeah no doubt they're not going to be hopping over it or they will after the first super bowl commercial break when they realize that these commercials um you know they kind of suck these days um oh heck i lost my thought oh yeah uh i was watching i was watching breaking bad yes last night and i was watching it live normally i, I watch it. it i haven't seen it yet I haven't okay seen it yet. i'm not gonna talk any plot points okay but uh what they did do was you could watch in sync online the show okay and they would have the streaming media that would come Some up and pop you up could videos watch. what about yeah. backstreet boys can you yeah. watch backstreet boys too <laughs> okay that'd be good and they I got um this. And 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 so it was great. Like they would show, like a character would bring out a piece of hardware, and all of a sudden a screen would come okay. up on your computer yes. and tell you what that piece of hardware was and what it could do. Oh, it's pop up video. Or a character would uh, would appear joking. that you haven't seen seen in a while, okay. and it would tell you this character was last seen eh, here. Wow. And it would really it was a great way to watch it. And you're forced to watch the commercials that way, right? Because it's in sync with the show. Yeah, totally awesome. Um, and you know, I cool. saw, I saw all the commercials because I didn't want to miss any of it. And I watched it live wow. for that reason. Someday I will watch one second of that show and I'll probably think, cool. Uh, even the, uh, professor, um, I don't know if it's just all the furor, but, uh, the professor, even she's like, wonders why we've never seen that show. It's like, well, we do have kids and I'm pretty sure that is one of the least kid friendly, uh, TV shows on the air this today. That would be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is so, um, Joe, how would you describe it? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, there's no way I would let my kids watch that show. So yeah. you don't, Parker and McKenna, don't but, uh, hop, sit down on the couch with you with some popcorn? No, actually, that's uh, I usually DVR it, and when the kids are all asleep, then I'll, I'll pop it on. But okay. they couldn't, uh, they outlasted me last night, so that's why I haven't seen it yet. So you don't get hopped up on bath salts and enjoy a nice Breaking Bad then? Uh, yeah, I try to. I was just a little <laughs> sleepy. I was Hopped up on goofballs all weekend long, so I, I need to take a break. I can't, you know, I really want to hear what you, what you thought of the episode after you saw it. Email me and let me know because it is. Okay. I thought it was pretty. Um, uh, the I mean, Yeah, it's, the it's hopper. A, the hopper. <laughs> it's a great first episode for the, uh, uh, for the last season. The hopper. The hopper. 
The Hopper. 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 The Hopper. 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 The Hopper. The Hopper. The Hopper. 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 Yeah, the Hopper. 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 Shut up. Hopper. I took that. And I edited, I cut together all those hoppers. <laughs> it's like twice as long as I was about to say. I, I didn't remember that commercial being a sixty. Shut up, <laughs> the hopper. Jeez, makes me laugh. The oh, hopper. That's awesome. The hopper. <laughs> okay, we're uh, approaching the hour and forty-five minute mark. Oh, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? You yeah. want to make this like two part? Right we're giving away content, Joe. We are going to um, end this episode, and then, but we're going to come back and talk uh, for next week's episode. We're going to talk about uh, news out of San Diego Comic-Con right? and some other stuff. If you don't have anything else to do the rest of the evening, you're welcome to join us for that episode. Yeah, I, uh, I think I'm going to pass. I'm, I need to put my kids to bed soon. Joe, we need to put your kids to sleep. I'm going to call... SPCA? What well, is that? Joe, yeah, it's the SPCA. No, it's Joe, here's what you're going to... SPCA? What is it? Yeah. yeah. No, that's S- it. But S- it's... PETA? P-E-T-A. Joe, you're going to be missing some important things. There's some There's some important Charlie Sheen news coming next week that we're going to go ah. into. I've also got a top five list. Uh, this is oh. the... Uh, this is actually the top five things you do not want to hear from someone who just farted. That'll be uh, next well, week. I'll be, able to, I'll and, be able to hear it in about three weeks. And, and the return of the audio Twitter. So, uh, oh, yes. so yeah, if you stuck around with us, you'd, uh, you'd get it live, but, uh, you know, you'd have to sit through the commercials. So, you know, that's a drag. All right. Go watch Breaking Bad. The hopper. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Joe. All right. Have a good nice. night, guys. Good night, Joe. Okay. Bye. Love you, Joe. Wow. That, I didn't mean to say it quite like that. Nice. Does whatever a spider Is that Harry Connick? Is this cheese? It's Richard Cheese. Oh, it's Richard Cheese. I yeah. thought that was Harry Connick. Richard Cheese. Let's end on this. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for okay. listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Be sure to check out uh, our other shows like The Tech Dudes. Legion of Dudes. Le- Legion of Dudes. The Tech Dudes. Um, and all those other great Walking shows. Dead yeah. TV right. podcast. Walking Dead TV podcast. All those other wonderful shows. Drop us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow mm-hmm. us at Twitter at halfhourwasted. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And I'm up, up, and away in my beautiful balloon. We'll see you homies. next time on Half Hour Wasted. There goes the Spider Man. scene of a crime like a streak of light he arrives just in time spider-man spider-man friendly neighborhood spider-man wealth and fame he's ignored action is his only reward to him. Life is a great